Welcome everybody to episode four of the Atkins Labcast. <laughs> look at the camera. You're going to fucking look at me this time. No, I'm going to look no, at the camera. This bloody the laptop camera. bullshit. It's the camera. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. What have we done today? What have we done? Oh, I went bloody shopping. No, 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 no. We got our flu shots. Supermarket shopping. Oh, yeah. Yep, we got our flu shots. We got flu shots. Can't see mine, but oh, it's yeah. there. So we went to a GPs with our children. And how gross was that? Ooh. I got to, yeah, don't do it. No, 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 no. No, do no, it. don't, don't. You fuck it. If your GP will meet you in the car park, do it. No, do it regardless. Go in and do it. Everybody needs a flu shot. There's yeah. no point in being immune suppressed if you then get COVID. Fucking demented. Yeah, but it was pretty creepy and the kids were totally creeped out. The kids so. were freaked out because everybody was running around with masks and, and like, what are those outfits that doctors Scrubs. wear? Scrubs. Scrubs. They're nice colours though, eh? Mm. I like the blue. Anyway, so yeah, that was kind of So that was a that was a not such a great time, but the doctors the doctors were absolutely wonderful. And um that our, our, what's our doctor's name? Mel. Mel. Mel She's G. Lovely. You're Mel G. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. But you know, like they are super brave and I am in the She's photographic industry and our life is very nice. <laughs> and she's seeing all these people and they're like moving like ghosts, like yeah. Walking around each yeah. other and yeah. looking it was, scared. It was freaky. Yeah, it's what The girls were like, hug. oh my God, mum, it's like something out of the apocalypse. It's like some terrible movie. I'm like, yeah, yeah. We should watch that movie everybody's been watching, Contagion. Contagion. Yeah, we'll totally. Oh, there we go. We can watch that tonight. Oh, I don't know if I can. I think I'm too freaky. Okay, so. Because I do the shopping for three families. So I go, because my mum and my sister are sick. So not with COVID, just with being. Fucked. And so I have to do the shopping for us and the food shopping for them and the food shopping for us. And so, you know, and she's got twin boys, so all they do is fucking drink and eat. And um, and that means on days that I have to go shopping, you're looking at your fucking laptop again. Pay attention to me. I am your one and only, you son of a bitch. Nodding actively. God damn you, all to hell. Right, not actively and actually fucking listen to me. All right, so I'm just saying. I know. Okay, I think we've talked about this no, before. No, I'm just though. saying. No, we haven't. You've My anxiety virus. levels are very high today. No, I don't need your filthy bloody... You don't even... And this is the stuff from the car. Okay. No, it's this not. This is the this hand is the cream high. from the car, isn't okay, it? Okay, so what's something good that happened Jesus, this week? Jesus, you are so boring. What's something good okay, that happened? Okay, fine. What's Love something good that happened? Love in the time of COVID-19. Love in the time of COVID-19. Um, that uh, is some... Fucking amazing There's something, shit. Yeah, so you got to Google Love in the Time of COVID-19. We'll put it in the show notes. Paul Greenaway of Greenaway Art Gallery, who has a gallery here in Adelaide and one in Berlin, represents artists, painters, sculptors, photographers, all kinds of really super cool works. He's got all of his, the people he represents, and there's like 70 of them, and he's got a piece. The artists he the represents. Artists. Yeah. He's got a piece from each of them, and you can buy... One of these pieces, and it's a A4 reproduction of the piece. So yeah. if it's an original, unlimited, unlimited. So if it's from a photographer, uh, it'll be obviously you know, like a photograph, and and we're printing them on on uh, smooth cotton archival paper, pigment ink. So they're really nice they're rendering. And um, if it's a sculpture, it's a it's a beautiful photograph of that sculpture. If it's a painting, you know, it's a copy of it, but a beautiful rendition. But what I love and is the A4 in size. Yeah. And they're artists such as AES and F, you know, like world-renowned. Uh, and so what do you pay for this? For the very low price of? 25 bucks. $25 includes 
postage and handling. Which is basically... It's giving it that's away. That's basically the price of yeah, the postage yeah. and handling. And look, it's not... The money doesn't go to the artist. The money doesn't go to Greenaway. The money is just totally in production. And the yeah. idea of the project is to put art in everyone's hands. But it's beautiful, like, the way that they've got that little bit of writing on there as well about yeah. where they were in 2020, like, what it actually is. And yeah. it's, it's, it's just... There's something very moving about it, I find. All of the pieces just feel incredibly important and we are getting one of everything. Yeah, yeah, totally. Somehow. And totally. Um, they're just really, they're kind of, it's kind of amazing. So like, we're, we're all kind of doing it for nothing um, and the artists have given their intellectual property and yeah. their piece. And I think the idea is... Some artists have given more than one, I think. Oh, yeah. I think, I think Paul's plan is that so that people don't forget how art is is saving everybody. Yes, that um, rant that I gave last the, week. The beautiful that you, rant. You happily just read through your fucking book while I yelled at you. No, no. And you just ignored me. Don't have a go. I, oh. I heard it. It was a beautiful oh. rant. It's fine. I'm, I actively listened through it. Uh-huh. I just got to like think about the project and the plan and yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Like have trouble with two things. <laughs> so, so, so back to the thing. And so, so I think he wants people to collect now and to get into collecting. And my God, $25 Fantastic opportunity. So, link in the show notes, right? Oh, you're the show note writer. Yeah, I'll put them in the show notes. You've written um, it down on your little piece of yeah, paper Yeah, so got it down. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, props out to Paul Greenaway of Greenaway Art Gallery. Brilliant move. And Deb yeah. Powie, who's one of one of the Australia's... Magical Deb Powie. One of the Australia's You're going to interview her. You have to interview yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. She on, would be incredible. Um, and... And Mark. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, Deb's, Deb's a, a visual artist photography based who's worked... Uh, probably the last Useful 15, 20 work. years. Yeah, it's stunning work. Um, check her out. She's in the show notes as well. But she works with Paul and she helped put this together with Paul. But it's Paul's idea and it's genius. Um, so, well done. What's been going on the lab this week, Kate? How, you how's our, how's fucking, our, you've got to like, stick to your bloody agenda, don't how's you? How's our staff you know, doing? Like, how's our beautiful staff doing? Well, they're a bit shit this week because we've had to put everyone down for one day a week less. Yeah. So everyone was five days. Five days now they're four days and the casuals are less than that. So two of the casuals. Two of the guys. And that's mainly that. in response to the framing department, which is do, doing our big stuff. Yeah, it's, but the problem is that the long. job keeper doesn't apply if you are a casual under twelve months at yeah. your and we, place. we put on three staff um the, the first like of this a second year, ago, September, so October. we're like we're trying to function. We're trying to work it out so that we can somehow get it so that they're getting enough hours, and the people that get JobKeeper get JobKeeper, but we can actually pay the guys doing work. And we don't yet qualify for JobKeeper because there's been a massive rush on work, which we that, like, which we love. But it's a rush on because people thought uh, we were going to be shut down. Yeah. And we, we still might be shut down, but it's... Yeah, but we'll still work even if we are shut down. That's right. Me and you, baby. Yes. Me and you, baby. <laughs> We're going to fucking work it out. You're going to teach me how to print shit, aren't you? Yeah, well, you will. You're going to have to fucking go down to that stupid Pegasus machine, the yeah. processor, and wipe its little bum and hose its little bum and... Exactly. That processor. And you, you can do it. We've both done it. You've done it. You've made albums... You've, you've made frames. We know how to do it all. Yeah, so yeah. let's just – but anyway, what I'm saying is that got a rush What are on. you saying? So March was good and when JobKeeper was announced, it was similar to last year when they – you know, even with the, the drop, when March was – when it was announced that we had to qualify March versus March, there's no way we're going to qualify. And April 
is only just starting to fall below the 30%. But we had growth last year. So if we had like 20% growth on our sales, which then then we, we had to drop 50% to qualify, which we're, st- we're bumping on that now at any rate. So um, I think we're going to be safe with it and we can put our stuff on, on JobKeeper, which is just like yeah. amazing. Thank you, federal government. Thank you, Thank you. socialism. Thank you, socialism. We're grateful. Um, and you have done so. I, 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 next topic. <laughs> Ding. You really suck, you know. I'm sorry. Um, Rose update. You are oh, working on me. albums. I hate Rose. Yes. We promised this. So how long now? Listen, I blame Rose in, at all times because they suck. But it has been a long time coming in the issues with Rose. And tomorrow. I'm going to have is it all fixed? fresh hair because I'm going to do a wash. I'm going to have nice hair. I'm going to put some shit on my face so I look like a grown-up. And then me and Karen, who's just had a haircut, she looks fucking hot as, we're going to stand, sit one and a half oh, metres away. Apart. Yes, it's going to look Did so stupid. Well, I can't wait to see it. And so you're going to record a video for some new features that are coming. So Rose isn't like 100% fixed, but it's no. better. Well, and you've got some nice, you know. cool things to do with albums. Yeah. So... You'll that'll be available tomorrow, is that right? No, give me a minute. No, no, but will the update be available tomorrow? Oh, I don't know. Okay, we'll talk about that later. So, you our guest. You should know that. It our, should be our, on your bloody list of knowy things. No, it's not, isn't it? Our interview. Who who did I interview? <laughs> Tell me. You interviewed the king of the hipsters. Yeah, she likes his beard. I like everything about Shay Chorley, I have to say. Shay is... <laughs> Shay has been for years like the man that walks into the building and all the girls are like, Shay's here. Well, he can't walk into the building anymore because he's moved. No, but he is one very, very extraordinarily beautiful man. Oh, forget that. Shut up. This is for the girls and and the boys who are interested, (laughs) which I can guarantee when the men read that, there will be some hipsters who will call themselves, quote, unquote, straight, who will be all flustered about good old... Good old Che. He has the beard where all the other beards go to like worship and learn how to be beards. This is a good beard. It's a fucking glorious beard. It's quite trim and neat and tidy. But back in the day, oh my God, it was like, it was like, oh. It's like De- Derek Clapham. <laughs> was it a beard? Like Derek from Photo Merchant. Yeah, beard. so look up some, some, some uh, Shea Chorley because he's one. And part of his hotness is his talent. And his thoughtfulness yeah. and his and exhibition his, was ridiculously good. His image is incredible. So we'll have links um, to all that in the show note. Don't yeah. ask me. You're a show no, note no, man. I've got it in there. You'll see it all. You'll see his uh, work. You'll see his book. You'll see where he's, you'll hear about where he's working now. His fucking book is so cool. Yeah, it's just here, down here. Somewhere down there. So, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a picture of it maybe in the show notes. I don't know. Yeah, we can do that. So... Let's leave the listeners to listen. Really, to. look at you! You're you you have you've cut yourself off early, mate. Oh, look no, at that! You're time. fucking twelve, 12 minutes. minutes. We've got three more minutes to fill with no, your we plan. Don't have to fill anything. God. Yeah, enjoy Shay Chorley's interview. Bye. Anyway. How are you, mate? Good, good, good. Fan good. noise because you've moved to Darwin, right? Correct. We've got, uh, I counted the other day, actually, we've got six fans in, in a two-bedroom home. So, mm. yeah. And three air conditioners. So, Is, Are the air conditioners working? 
uh, they're working, but they're not on right now. That's, I think, uh, an indication that the weather is slightly becoming a bit more tolerable. So now we just have fans on as opposed to fans and air conditioner. So you moved up in December, didn't you? Uh, the start of January, I moved up. Um, January 5th, I started my new career. Yeah. So what? tell us, what's your new career? Long story short, I, I work for a family-owned uh, media company uh, named News Corp. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Tiny, <laughs> tiny little thing run, run by... Um, we, we won't hold it against you. <laughs> no, I, um, my partner and I and, and our kids, we uh, wanted a little bit of a lifestyle change and an adventure and a, um, a cultural experience. So we had Tassie or Darwin in mind. Um, and at the same time, we didn't want to restart a freelance career. So I thought of, um, yeah, I might try my luck in, in news. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's a huge shift in my career. Um, I've never actually had a, a traditional photographic job before. Not many people do these days. But, um, yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. I've never done daily news. I've done, I mean, I've worked for, for in a freelance capacity for magazines and and Guardian and, and et cetera, um, but never actually ever had, had a, um, yeah, a daily news job before. So it's a, it's a big shift, but it's a lot more relaxed. They keep putting a, uh, a check in my account every fortnight and I'll keep turning up and, and enjoying the job. I get to meet some fantastic people um, and no job is the same. So it's, in some ways it's very, very similar to freelance yeah, commercial yeah. editorial lifestyle but in other ways it's completely different so but you get to i mean i i did a little bit of the only job i did outside of what i do is i worked at the advertiser here um for a very short period of time like a work experience kind of a gig for me and sure. uh, I, I i loved it i mean i met um i met uh crocodile dundee what is his name um oh no paul hogan yeah that's it yeah <laughs> and his and his uh, wife or she was soon to be wife Sure. Um, they were in town, you know, like you just, it was just crazy time. And I yeah. think up in Darwin, you'd be bouncing around because I know the, the Darwin news beat is not, you know, the world's not changing up there. So you'd be out there meeting all the strangest, interesting characters and creatures, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and that's one of the, the appeals of Darwin and the reason why I chose this job to do in Darwin as opposed to, I wouldn't necessarily be interested in doing this job if I was in Sydney or Melbourne or Adelaide even. But um, up here is a job that excites me, if that makes sense. So, oh, that's cool. yeah, purely that's cool. for those reasons. And also, I get to go out and see some parts of Australia that I never really would beforehand. Um, and as you know, with the, with a camera, it opens doors to places that you wouldn't otherwise be able to enter. And, and um, yeah, I think this job is is offering that in, in spades. So I'm really really happy. Yeah, it's it's an insane yeah. place, uh, Darwin. I just Totally insane. I freaking love it. I just, yeah. I, I, you know, in, in small chunks. And, you know, the, the sure. food at the markets and, uh, yeah. you know, just the Middlebeat mar market watching the sunset and sure. your choice of Southeast Asian cuisine um, and, yeah. ge and genuine stuff, not, you know. See, all, these are all the things I keep hearing about, which I have yet to experience because the place, like the rest of the world, is, is completely Locked shut down. down. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, yeah, what's the story up there? Um... I think they're, uh, they're approaching it in a pretty typically Darwinian style. So it's where um, similar to what I imagine the rest of the world is, and we have these restrictions in place, but perhaps with a little, a few more leeways here and there that um, down south you might not get. 
So, um, the yeah, everything's closed, obviously, but um, the sex shop's still open. So put it that way. If the sex shop closes, then <laughs> it's all over. Then I, it's all over. I drove past on the way to work, and I'm like, no, that's still open. We're 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 good. We're good. <laughs> can you buy a fresh set of thongs up there? That's the big deal. I'm you know, sure you can. Can you replenish yeah. your pluggers? Should they blow out? Yeah, that's, absolutely. Because that's no, the, no. that's a uniform, isn't it? Shorts and thongs and spot on. Yeah, I, I um. I haven't been told off as yet, wearing shorts and, and sandals to work, so I assume it's 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 okay. So I'm sure you'll be fine. I can't imagine anyone kicking you out. It's um <laughs> say say like you you're working for uh, uh, <laughs> Rupert, right? Mm-hmm. Um uh you are a really political person. Um yeah. you know, your work has been fabulous on on the bite. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, your imagery has been used. You've gifted it to the cause. You've mm-hmm. you've rallied around the causes and that kind of stuff. Is that? I mean, you should be super proud of all that all that awesome mm. work. And mm. and you know, like working for a newspaper in in any kind of a town, you're not you're not there doing what Rupert tells you to do. It's a, it's a no. It's a totally different lean on it. I mean, it's a big city thinking that that his ten- tentacles are reaching down into into your world and making sure. you take pictures differently. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I literally can't comment on any of that. The, um, the people I work with are fantastic. Yeah. I, I think they've got complete editorial independence. Um, Territorians and the paper that I particularly work for are fiercely independent, as they say. Um, and, yeah, Rupert hasn't given me a call yet to say that I need to, <laughs> <laughs> well, to lighten, lighten up my imagery. I always, like love that, the, so. I always love the fact he's from Adelaide and... Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I always, you know, you look at Adelaide and you go, yeah, it's an interesting place. And you go to News Limited, and, you know, you see the, the building there. And, you know, I've been to several events. Actually, you and I have been to several events at the top of it for Sala. Indeed, you know? yeah. And you yeah. feel like the roof could peel away and the, the rocket ship yeah. you know, that takes him <laughs> out of the planet after it's completely destroyed. It's a, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's a really bizarre thing that little old Adelaide has such a, a, a fantastic connection to international media and what's happened. Yeah, uh, indeed, indeed. Um, but the, yeah. you know the, the the you've had a bit of a victory in the in the bite with the latest drilling mm. campaign. I think that's just mm. that's amazing. Um, yeah, getting yeah. to stand down like that. Uh, it, honestly, it was it was a tearful morning when I found out, and I I had a really good feeling. Um, I really I, I've been involved in quite a few campaigns over time uh, in my life, um, but this one I really felt that we had a a, a pretty unique momentum. Um, and the, the cause brought together so di- so many di- disparate parties with different political persuasions, and I, was, I hadn't seen that necessarily before. Like you had the um, you know the fishos getting together with the environmentalists and, and whatnot, and then so yeah, there's a few funny bedfellows, but um, I, I felt that that was something that was going to happen. And even when it did happen, I was pretty surprised. But it doesn't mean it's the, the no. fight's over as, as yet. But over. the government hasn't changed that law that no, no. ban it happening. So yeah, um, let's just hope that that you know that. Well, I'm sure everyone will rally again if the next time this sort of yeah, um, absolutely. But, um, you know, yeah. there's a bit of a uh, you know I heard overheard a customer yesterday saying to me, you know, well, we've fought, we've done so much fighting for environmental causes recently, and and young Greta has had. A moment and she yeah. stirred the world up and everything and this person just said and this is what we've got now yeah. we've got this virus which has put a hold yeah. on 
um, hum- humankind completely and yeah. you know given nature uh, if not a five minute breather to to get on top of things yeah it's an extraordinary time that we're in right now but yeah i think the um the environmentalism movement had a real you know the momentum had swung and i think this summer in, in australia had opened up a lot of people's eyes that normally might be willfully ignorant or accidentally you know ignorant of, of what is going on around the world and and then suddenly that's all taking a back seat to something else which is yeah it's um changed life and changed the world so you guys you guys okay up there like um you're a long yeah, way from good. home yeah yeah um my my five-year-old daughter juno um has been we took her out of school probably three three weeks before school holidays we decided that we were in a a, a position where we could do that and we wouldn't be a burden on the school system or the health system um and she has been extraordinary and pretty tough and then on friday night she she went no i'm done i want to play with friends i want to be with you know grandma and grandpa and and, and it was really yeah it was it was pretty special <laughs> to see how how much that you know five-year-olds can take on and understand about the world without you actually realizing so yeah. yeah, it all it all came to a head then, and she um she's like, and you and you and mum don't have any friends, and was like, you know, don't worry about us, mate, we're we're okay. But um, yeah, we're doing good, we're doing good. Um, it's it's a major part of my work right now. Actually, probably ninety percent of my jobs are coronavirus related. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we're all right. We've got the beach, twenty eight meters that way. Yeah. Wow. Not, not that you can swim in the ocean. No, 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 because um, the, 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 what are they called? The stingers? Uh, stingers one, crocodiles two, and <laughs> sharks the third. Yeah, so. Yeah, stingers the big one, but the crocs are, are yeah, impressive, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, um, but, yeah, we've, we've, got, we've got outside to, to ride the bikes and, and whatnot, so we're good. We're I'm good. so pleased for you. You know, there's some people that are sort of bunkering well Mm. Um, and you know, I'm feeling, I don't know, strangely buoyant. Um, I think I'm, I'm just enjoying the time and, uh, I think a lot of people I know are, but you just, you know, there's still that feel that, uh, sort of Damocles hovering over your head thinking there's something, something big around the corner, something big we're not yeah. dealing with. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm, 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 I'm an optimist. I don't, I'm, you know, I, I think we'll all come through this and, and with yeah. any luck like, that breather, the environment gets, it'll be, it'll be something really special. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But technically, I think we're in the, we're in the safest place in Australia here in, in, in Darwin, just by chance. So yeah, you would be. Yeah, we're um yeah, but all day, every day, it's every job I do is 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 related to it. So 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 say why um why photography? Like, where did that come from? Uh, adventure, I think, hanging out with mates and and getting out there and exploring, um, and then wanting to take a little bit of that home with you. It's as simple as that. Um, and p- particularly surfing. Um, the not that I realised at the time, but I, the, the play of light and 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 movement of the ocean and, and all those sort of things, which um, make being in the water so special, is is encompassed in surfing. And um, at some stage, I think every surfer wants to capture that. Um, whether it's the, 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 the freedom you experience with mates, you know, having a laugh in the water or, you know, just some solo time and, and the things you get to experience. So for me, I just went, you know what, I want to I wanna capture this. And uh, photography was the way that I chose to do it. So that was probably in my mid-20s when I picked up a camera. Um, so I was a late starter. I was studying marine biology. Wow. 
Um, and I, due to my love of the ocean, that's why I was studying marine biology, but I realized over the course of my degree that my love was not scientific so much, it was more artistic. Um, so I swapped the camera for the, for the microscope, as I always say, and I haven't looked back. And then, um, yeah, so that was 11, 11 years ago now, odd. 11 years, wow. Yeah, so um, I went and studied photography after marine biology um, through the CCP, the Centre for Creative Photography in Adelaide. Uh, yeah. I assist, assisted commercially at the same time with as many photographers as I get my hands on. So I did the art school and I did the commercial reality of photography, so I had a really well-rounded education. Yep. Um, so but when I hit 30, so I'd been five years of mucking around with cameras, I said, okay, I'm good to go. I went out on my own um, as a freelancer. So that was seven years ago now. Yeah, and you know the big like we we caught up when you're working at the mill, um, mm. and you were, and I think I kind of got to know you a bit more as you as you sort of chased down your your big project. Mm. Um, Lance, see you and me. I got the book, got the book. Thank Freak, you, mate. Freaking love the book. I <laughs> I really do, and it sits not yeah. far not far from hand. Is just not so much as as a book. It's a it's a really cool book, but yeah. as a, as a thing. You know, that's, that's precisely what we wanted. It's a thing. It's a it's piece. It's a thing. It's it's, yeah. a, it's an art piece that you did six months of, of, yeah. of effort to do. Um, you know, like the idea of riding the coast, uh, South Australian coast, and photographing what you found. Like obviously, you said you got into photography because adventure, and, yeah. and and surfing, and but you know what a way to do it, and to what a thing to mm. give up so much mm. of your time for. But also, it, I don't think it'd be much of a a trade. You got something incredible mm-hmm. that that is just keeps giving to everyone around it but yeah more, more, you know interestingly enough it keeps giving to you in your career i yeah you know yeah, I, it I, really I, does it's not a business thing i don't want this to be a business thing but it's yeah. you know you just made such a thing that is still echoing around yeah. the traps isn't it no, i'm very 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 fortunate that it did resonate with people um but i just i just see it as a, a really really unique opportunity that I got six months to focus solely on personal work and I think as a as an artist that's that's the biggest gift you can ever be given is uh, six or six months or any amount of time really where you, you have you're solely immersed in in a project so that was a pretty unique experience and, and yeah I'm freshly married with with a baby yeah you, know, you, you yeah. got that gift from your your wonderful myth she yeah. said you know just do it man like yeah more more than that she was she was behind the scenes making it happen whilst i was out there on the road and, and keeping the, the the family afloat and and keeping me afloat as well so <laughs> yeah it was it's and and as you know many other people involved of course the, the back pages there's a hundred and something odd names of people who supported me but like there's i don't think there's many artists out there that have got to where they are or without you know people supporting them so 100 percent, and just the yeah. but just the the bravery to do something interesting and, <laughs> and big like that uh, yeah. i mean you do see it here you see people doing bits and pieces but physically like i don't know are you still a, a, a mad cyclist is that is that something? um i am yeah not not mad um now i've got my son or my daughter on my crossbar with me so it's a little bit different but um, no, there's, there's nothing like cycling or, yeah, adventure. I think, you know, this is, this is not the end of my adventurous artistic projects. There'll be more. Um, but right now I'm just, yeah, focusing on 
on a, a different aspect of my career, I think. So. Yeah, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm finding, I'm coming out the other end and, and no, I've not had and made the, the things of my life that you, you have in that, in that way, but I'm finding my children at, at 16 and 15, I'm getting that time now, but before that, uh, with mm-hmm. all the plans and ideas that I had, mm-hmm. they just didn't, they couldn't keep going. Um, sure. You know, the family yeah. needs you and you need to be dad and you need to be yeah. a dad. Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a huge, huge mm. effort and a huge reward. It's, it's mm. the biggest thing, you know? It is indeed. Yeah, it's the biggest thing. And to be honest, right now, it's, um, it's, it's really wonderful being able to spend a little bit more time with my family um, and have that freedom that nine to five, ironically, gives me. Having a nine to five gives me more freedom than being a freelancer, which was... Yeah, it's an interesting realization I didn't realize at the time, but yeah. Yeah, the, the, um, the, the, there is something about that, and it's a, it is a bit of a gift from, a, from an employer that you can get the, and not yeah. worry about chasing the other stuff. But the good thing about what you're doing is it's, it's, not, put your, it's not stopped your career in any way. It's, mm. it's taking it in a slightly different path, and as soon mm. as you, you tack again, you'll have, it'll all be mm. there. Nothing's changed, really. No, I'm still making imagery and I absolutely adore it. Making imagery is like, it is a really wonderful process um, and, I, and I love it, whether it's myself or for a client or for, or for a news corp. Like I, I, I love that process. I love the process from conception through to reality. Um, so yeah, I'm still, I'm making, I'm pressing that button and the camera makes a noise and it's keeping me alive and my family happy. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I feel very privileged. Very, That's awesome. Yeah, very privileged, yeah. That's awesome. So, so when you when you're thinking about um, uh, like, like you'd, you'd have to be working fairly fast, uh, mm. working for the paper. Do you mm. get much of a chance to? Because I we're looking at your shoots and your work on your website and everything, mm. it seems uh, really well thought through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the way because there's so much preparation and a lot of your work is done in the water, right? Mm. You know, traditionally that your work, not the current work you're doing now. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of planning about going about things like that and times mm. of day and everything. Has yeah. that been a big jump, a big contrast? It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. Um, I just have to realise that I'm shooting a completely different style. It's as simple as that. Uh, so, yeah, like, you know, my personal work, I, I choose my times. I choose my, my subject matter. And I choose my locations. When I'm working for or a paper, it's those things are taken away from me completely. I have no, effectively no, no say in the time, location, or or the subject. So, yeah, I think I've had to change. Yeah, mentally, you take a a pretty hard turn. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I enjoy it. I get to meet great people. Um, the imagery I create, I'm, I'm creating, isn't. I have to be careful saying this, but it's not my best work. <laughs> if you know what I mean, it's um, you've got eleven and a half minutes to, to tell a story, as opposed to I might take two hours to create one image normally. So, but having said that, it's it's a very different outcome for a different um, outlet. Yeah. So yeah, you just got to be pragmatic. Yeah, 100%. I mean the stuff that you you create is um, your personal. It's so timeless, and. You know, you go to go to the trouble of executing in a way and presenting it in a way that if it's going to be there in you know a couple hundred years, people are going to still think mm-hmm. about this sort of work in it. You know, past your past, you know, past your life. 
the the new stuff is about now. It's about telling stories now. But a yeah. lot of that's a it's also a real learning curve. News work. Um, mm. I would suggest that you know after being three months into a couple of months into it, whatever, mm. Um, mm. your best work in news was probably still to come. And yeah, hopefully. And, and, yeah. and imagine how it's going to inform your ability yeah. to work. Yeah. You know, in your own personal stuff, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, from a purely technical perspective, I'm using, obviously, a, a lot more off-camera flash than I normally would. I don't use flash in my personal work at all, really, ever. Um, so from a purely technical perspective, I'm shooting a lot wider than I normally would. I'm using lights um, when I normally wouldn't. Um, yeah, and I'm shooting angles that I normally wouldn't as well. So these are all really good experiences for me because, you know, you never – you never waste a shoot. You always learn something or try a new technique or whatever. And so, yeah, in saying that, absolutely, I, I do. I, you know, I love, I love my job. I'm very lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I say it's it'd be a cool job. It's, you know, yeah. if, you like, if you like people, it's just like it'd be amazing yeah. who you get to meet. Um, it is. It is. Yeah, it's 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 very cool. Some of it's really really hard, obviously. Um, um, but I mean, to be honest, I've been thrown into a baptism of fire with this this pandemic which has been um i mean it's a i don't want to sound callous at all but to be in newspapers right now to make imagery um for consumption of, of you know in the media is is a good time i'm making some images that are you know they they, re, they resonate australia wide for the papers um so yeah i mean it's a crisis is good photographically yeah. for me right now unfortunately yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it is it is like yeah. you can use crises can be used for all sorts of horrible things mm. and you know to, to quote game of thrones chaos is a ladder and mm. unfortunately it gives power to you know the wrong kinds of people at times and sure. all that but in the same yeah. breath you see the best out of people as well um yeah absolutely do you find yeah. yourself moved on these jobs like i i a can't lot. imagine it yeah um a lot i i mean i'm a proudly emotional person um so yeah when i'm i'm covering a story of heartbreak or of i i, I feel those stories so that was something I, I you know i spoke to my colleagues when i first moved up here and i said how do you go about dealing with these situations and everyone's just like you know you just get used to it and it's part of the job and, and all those sort of things and um for me i think it's a little bit harder um but yeah no it's yeah, it's 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 tough. <laughs> it's tough. Does the camera help you, like having it up in your face? Does that does that create a barrier? Um, I don't know. I think, in some ways, absolutely, because you are looking through the viewfinder and and you're not, you know, you you worry you, you worry about your, your the technical aspects of photography and then you know the emotional, the telling the story and whatnot. So there is some, yeah, definitely. Also, like a, a friend of mine's a lawyer, um, and he has always dealt with some pretty pretty tough characters. And the way he explains it to me is that when he goes into work, he wears his suit, he wears his, his tie, he wears his belt, and he's putting on, um, on, a, on a costume and he's performing that role. Yep. And I've tried to see how that works with me as a, as a photographer. I, you know, I wear my, my lanyard with media written on it and I put my camera up to my eyes and I'm, I'm there to perform a role as opposed to Shade Choi, the person. I'm, I'm, I'm there as a... To you know, to to document, but it's tough, mate. Yeah, totally, it's tough. 
Yeah, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm emotional yeah. as well. And I find myself, especially this time, I you know, yeah, the stupid ads on television and small acts of kindness are the things that do the yeah. most damage to my yeah, emotional yeah, yeah. health. I'm not, it's not unhealthy, but just they sort of disrupt your day and you you find yourself yeah. having a quiet cry and you go, what's this all about? You know. <laughs> Totally, yeah. So it's um, it's it's been a baptism of fire, and um, but yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I um, it's really weird because I, I feel like I should be taking you know a little point and shoot compact with me or something so I can do my personal work whilst I'm at work. Yep. And then I sat down the other day to um, I put together a, a series of behind the scenes for my Instagram for um, just to let people know you know what my day job is or whatever, because um, people just think I float around the ocean. But um. <laughs> Uh, we do, down. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yes, I am at the beach pretty much every day of my life, but it's not all. It's not all. It's not all beach and skittles. Last but um, yes, I, I sat down. I went through my last probably two months work of coronavirus, and I said, you know what? I don't need to be shooting personal work because what I have captured, I'm proud of, yeah. and I have brought my own voice into it, even though I'm still shooting for an outlet, which traditionally my 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 voice wouldn't necessarily mesh with photographically. Yeah. Um, and I sat, and I actually had a chance to look at my last two months' work of, of coronavirus, and I just went, "Hey, the work I'm producing is, is I am proud of it." Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I don't need to be on the side taking you know shots for myself or whatever because the work I'm producing does tell that story. And so yeah, I was I was surprised by that. I thought I'd look back on it and and say, "No, no, I really, really have this need to because you know it's an extraordinary time, and artists, I can't wait to see the, all the art that comes out of this time and all the books and and whatnot and yeah, but i'm 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 happy with what I'm producing, I think, even though it's for someone else so that's amazing. So tell me, have you got brewing inside you like you see this sort of stuff? Do you have any personal pieces brewing? Do you feel like it pulling or are you just too busy to even think about that uh, i've I've got a few things in the back burner, definitely. Um, but it's, it's just a matter of have, having the time. But I think right now I'm just I'm I'm concentrating on on a, a new a new aspect of my career. So I'm I'm going to enjoy that yeah. um, and and give that my dedication. Um, but yeah, I mean we we moved to the territory for the cultural experiences and to, for me to find a new landscape and a new seascape and to shoot colours I've never shot before. Yeah. Um, the irony is that after five years of living on in Moana, um, I finally, finally felt like I'd captured, just begun to capture the colours of my, of my home when we left. I was just like, after all this time, it's taken me five years, and I'm like, I'm, I'm finally getting into a groove of the colours of my home, and now I'm in a completely, you know, out of there. I'm out of there, mate. <laughs> the palette, the palette up here is just completely different again, so I'm not sure how I'm going to go. But yeah, I'll be working. I'll be doing some personal work up here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, the skies are like we we worked for a photographer for years called Peter Java, who mm-hmm. who's, who passed with from cancer quite a few years ago, and I think his family is still selling his imagery. But sure. Peter Peter just photographed thunderstorms. Yeah. And yeah. His, I think his business is called Thunderhead. And sure. It was just about the build up and um, yeah. And so you've got. I mean, your 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 I say your traditional stuff, your personal stuff. Features incredible skies and, you know, incredible emotion. We've got a, a large piece on one of the walls here in the building that it's more of a, a landscape of, of ocean mountains, of waves and, you know. Mm. And 
you know, you, you don't, you don't, I don't think you quite have that because you've got to get in a special suit to get out in the ocean out there. And, <laughs> and then you, that suit doesn't protect you from the, <laughs> the crocodiles. Yeah. Um, you smile a bit too much for, for the crocodiles, I think. Um, <laughs> and they are, they are big and nasty. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's in my contract. I'm, I have to touch a crocodile once a week, otherwise I go home. Simple as that. So, really? <laughs> no, no, no. But I've, I've done my fair share of crocs, so it's been good. No, but I will be in the water here. Um, I'm finding some fresh water. That's that's the difference. So yeah. I wanted to challenge myself. Um, I've never shot with greens in any of my work, and obviously up here is a lot of green. Yeah. Um, and and to be honest, the sunsets just they are unreal, um, and they are too too unreal and too pretty. So I'm going to really challenge myself to keep making the mood that I seek, even though the sky is fairy floss. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And, and that's the challenge, isn't it? To make mm. something out of it that's not just, you know, tourist pictures and, and stuff yeah. to, to, really, to really change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, it's that you, your, your view of the ocean, because I spent a fair bit of time at Aldinga as a kid. Mm. Um, I never saw the ocean quite the way you saw it, but I did see it in Turner's paintings and I did see it, mm. you know, I, I, mm -hmm. I feel that stuff and I feel that when yeah. I look at your stuff that, and I think that's why I was always drawn to it. Just, just like, like there's a couple of interesting shoots you've done um, where you've had like a single person in the water. Just uh -huh. can you talk me through how you go about, like you know where the sun's going, what's it going to be, you yeah. know your gear. How, how does what's the process? You've got uh, housings for your gear, or is it waterproof? Camera? Yeah, no, no, no. It's a traditional body, traditional lens. Um, I generally shoot primes. Um, I'm that guy. Prime guy. I've, I'm prime guy. Just just for for water work, to be honest. Um, I have access to every single camera and body and lens imaginable through work. Um, but I. I just keep going back to my 8514. I, I absolutely adore that lens. Yeah. Um, and I put it on a, a Nikon body, um, and then it's housed in a water housing. Um, and then, yeah, I shoot um, at, at, at the same time of day that I, uh, sorry, at, at times of day that the, the, the light I search, which is generally the 15, 20 minutes before sunset, but predominantly it's the time after sunset. Yep. Um, that, that little, um, Yes, slither of magic that you get um, where you real, you, yeah, you know, everything's in balance, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, and then I, I chase lighting events um, you, that you traditionally get in, in summer with the storms and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, the, the sea surface is just, if you, if you put the sea surface at eye level um, and spend a little bit of time in, in you you see like the the play of light the dance and and whatnot is um yeah it's super fun so i try and capture that um but then to put bodies into the water is is it it gives weight to uh to an image just on top of that again so yeah but um yeah i, I for my personal work, I like to go darker and darker and darker, um, uh, both in, in, in mood and, and subject. But uh, at the same time, I have this, you know, commercial realities with, with artwork. If you're going to put an artwork out there that's, yeah, particularly dark, it's, it, it doesn't find a, a, a place on people's walls, if that makes sense. So yeah. It's a, 
Yeah. yeah. I, I, although I, I don't know, I've never found your stuff to be emotionally dark, but I'm not. Yeah. Af- I'm not afraid of. I'm not. I mean, who's who's not afraid of the ocean at at night? You know, yeah. like I think everyone's yeah. got a bit of that in them. Um, but uh, I've never found them to be emotionally pressing. I've found them to to be kind of exciting, and they, they kind of fill you much the way that um, uh, you know those sort of big. Uh, outdoor natural moments can fill you uh, but yeah. um yeah you're right there is a commercial reality to, to selling artwork have you have you been uh successful with that would you would you say selling with selling, selling work selling prints yeah yeah definitely um I've, once again I've, i feel extremely privileged and lucky um to have to have found people that my work resonates with so much so that they um you know they fork out their hard earned and and I want a piece on their walls. So yeah, I've been I've been I've been very lucky, Paul, in so many aspects of life. So yeah, yeah, no, my work I, is yeah. You sell more than like from from our perspective. What I see is you. you I would call you a successful, um, you know, print sales person. I mean, your project. The thing is, what you did with Lancey, you and me, is you made such a, a larger statement. I think you almost jumped ten years in a career. With <laughs> with that six month of of oh, sure. probably more than six months probably two years of, of it was two years of, yeah. of energy um, yeah uh, but I, I think you I think you did and but your exhibition was so much more the the culmination of the project was so much more than just the images on a wall the you know mm. I really love the tent and the sounds you recorded mm. from mm. from your little red tent and sitting inside mm. that in the exhibition or ducking underneath that and being in there and also then reading the chapter in the book that that. That's all the chapters where you talk about the storms and what it was like living in the tent. Um, it was more of an experience, and I think you did such a great job of bringing people with it, whether it be through the media at the time, through you know stories afterwards, through mm. probably, I mean, probably sick of telling the same story again and again, but it echoed so well, and I think that's really helped. Um, you know that side of your career, and mm. it's so cool to see you actually like getting a job as well now in it. And, <laughs> and I, I just think it's really interesting. I mean, you didn't have to do that. Um, and, yeah. and, it's, and it's another growth moment. I mean, there's another person just picking change and going, well, I'm off, off here now. And yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, thank you. You're, you're very kind, Paul. Um, I, it's, it was always designed to be a community project um, and, and a project that I wanted to bring the community into. One of the big, um, one of one of the, the motivations behind it was was literally to show the world the extraordinary beauty and fragility of of South Australian coastline and Southern Australian coastline. Um, and that was so. There was I didn't want like I didn't want to hit the viewer or the reader over the head with environmental causes over and over and over again. So it was more subtle. It was uh, I, I'm going to show you and and let you know how how beautiful we have it and how lucky we are um, through this project. And so, yeah, I, I, it was a success in that, in that sense. Um, I think people said, oh, wow, is that, in, is that in just off the coast in South Australia? I was like, yeah, it really is, and we need to protect that. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of parallels between that and the Fight of the Bike campaign. I met quite a few people on that journey. Um, and we, we started that... Well, sorry, not me personally, but we were fighting for the bite in 2016. Yep. When I was out there on the road, I met the crew from Sea Shepherd and I met the crew from Wilderness Society and um, they were out there 
producing documentaries for them, um, for it only to be, you know, to have a win in 2020. So that's four years of, of, um, of hard work behind the scenes that so many people put in. Um, but yeah, so Lancer, you made one of the motivations was to get, to get people out there and say, oh, wow, South Australia is extraordinary and Southern Australian coastline is, is pretty unique and it's healthy. Yeah. Um, Surprisingly so, yeah. so with all the, with all the lack of, you know, the idea of being protective. I think, you know, we don't have, imagine if we had the weather like they have in Queensland and yeah. we, we'd have all high rises the full length of True. the damn coast. Absolutely, so yeah. I think we're a bit blessed in the fact that, yeah. that it's not, it's not there for the tan, really. You know? Yeah, it's, it's not there for the tan for sure. It's, it's a harsh reality out there as well. It's can, you know, it's not, it's not welcoming in some respects. So we, we get the beauty in the beast, which is one of the big aspects of my work is the beauty in the beast, which is, you know, so yeah, it, it, it made sense to me. Um, and it will always be my first love photographically, I think is, is the coastline. Um, yeah, yeah. And if I can keep showing that through my work, I'm not sure if I always shoot. Oh, no bugger. I'm always going to shoot in water. <laughs> Who am I kidding? <laughs> so, so you're, you're not, a, you're not a, a diver. You're not a surfer, right? You're no. a, you're a swimmer. Um, uh, I'm swimming when I'm shooting. Yeah, I'm not yeah. diving. Though. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And do you surf at all? Uh, technically. But if 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 I'm down there and the lights good and the waves are good, then I'm I'm shooting. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I do. I, I do any any opportunity with news. I'm I'm throwing the subject in the water. I've got my housing with me, obviously, and you know, I've, there's been a few few jobs that I've convinced the editor that like, no, we need to get in the water for this shot. So. <laughs> Not the water again. It's yeah, the water again. I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah water again. Look at look at you employed. So, <laughs> so a lot of your friends are uh, the people you've been hanging with over the years are all coastal people, and yeah, um, and you got other surf photographers that you yeah. you've, you've worked with over the years, and yeah and other surfers. I mean, that's a, quite the community out there, especially some of the remote beaches, isn't it? Yeah, there is some, yeah, and there's some extraordinary talent as well. Um, but no, the surf photography community is, is tight um, because there's, there's so few of us in South Australia. Um, and I, I, I mean, I encourage anyone to, to shoot, but at the same time, there's also, there's this dichotomy that you're welcome and then also you're not welcome quite a lot of the time as a photographer in, right. in certain aspects. But, um, yeah, surf photographers, I've, I've made a lot of friends. Photography, it's, it's been extremely kind to me. And I've made some wonderful friends and, and some, some lifelong relationships. And I've been able to tell stories. And I'm, I'm just so grateful that, you know, the camera came to me. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I've, it's rad. It's actually it's, a, yeah. it's an excellent community. I, yeah, uh, you know, it's one of the things I've loved about it myself all the years, and and you know, every every day it seems to be something something or someone gets added to it. Yeah, and very rarely do we do we lose someone from it. Yeah, uh, they might put what their dreams or plans or whatever on a hiatus or realize the path isn't for them, mm. but it's an additive thing, and I think it's it's mm. a it's just uh, maybe it's just the accessibility of it as an art form. Um, mm. You know. Um, it's hard, hard yak on the same. Having said that, though, like it's oh, it's impossible to to make a living in. It really. I didn't mean to say it's impossible, <laughs> but you've got to be around for sort of ten years before yeah. you can start. Yeah, you make it's, your bank. You it's, know? it's it's fucking hard work. Um, and I, I'm, I I want everyone to you know like it's tough. 
it's been really tough. You know, I've, I've managed to, to keep afloat for now seven years. But, and if I was where I was at the end of last year as a freelancer right now, I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't have work. Um, so purely by chance, I've, I, I decided that it was, it was time to have a lifestyle change. And now, thankfully, I've, I'm employed. But, you know, I, I feel so much for all my colleagues and friends who are freelance in any aspect of art right now because you're, everyone's just had the floor completely pulled from under them. And, um, and and what have we all fallen back on to survive? To survive, yeah. Like like how how hard is it surviving in Australia? Yeah. But not having. To, I mean, this is a wonderful place. We've got it very easy generally. Yeah. But what have we fallen back on? The arts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're we we're, we're just we're soaking in whether it be, you know, Absolutely. Instagram. We're soaking yeah. in TV shows that have been made yeah. by by great artists. You know, like yeah. like like the the people that they. The guys that make Ozark, um, you know, the, the quality of storytelling yeah. in, in it, it's incredible. Uh, sure. And so the arts are what is, you know, saving us. Yeah. Um, but and the, government, us the government doesn't think too much of it, does it? No, 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 no. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I think you know my feelings, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm terrified. I mean, I, up until the current virus situation, pandemic situation, yeah. you know, it had been a, a long march for a lot of people to go, okay, I can't do this yeah. as a full-time, I've got to go and do another job so sure. I don't kill my photography. And, yeah. and I, like, I feel great relief when people find, come to that realisation and then they yeah. find that job that allows them to shoot when they want to shoot and, sure. and give them that, keep that, that alive in them, that, that love yeah. of photography alive. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you, you've, you've done it, right? But you've done mm. it in a really, really tricky, cool way. You've, you've got a job in photography, which yeah. Yeah, there's no jobs in photography. No, no, no. I, I, to be honest, I didn't even know what to look for when Miff and I had a chat. We're like, hey, let's move into state. And I was like, do, do photography jobs exist still? Like, I didn't, you know, didn't know if this was a thing. But, uh, yeah, it's apparently a thing. It is. But <laughs> and it's such it's, a rare thing. Even the, the presses yeah. here in Adelaide, most of them have lost their jobs. Um, yeah, you know, and to get a job as a pressy, wow! Like that's yeah. just so cool. Well, having said that, knock on wood. Call me in a week's time. We'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. I'm extremely, extremely fortunate. And yeah, mate, I'm I'm making photos. I can. <laughs> I'm very lucky. Yeah, are they asking yeah. you to shoot video at all? Uh, I do. Uh, purely because I, I I'm also using this job to upskill as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, like I, I do, I do a little bit of video as a, a visual artist, um, and I've been relatively successful with that. It's been something I'm, I'm exploring in my personal work a lot more, um, and so you know, I've, I've got the equipment, I've got yeah. very basic skills, but I'm, 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 I'm using that. So yeah, I'm shooting a bit of video, but once again, I wouldn't say it's traditional video. It's, it's, it's got a bit of my bent to it. I was just wondering. Sense. Because I've heard news outlets asking stills photographers to shoot a bit oh, of shit, yeah, yeah. motion yeah. as well. Yeah, um, no, the, yeah. And sort of they're getting a two-for-one deal with... <laughs> yeah, well, the journos are getting four-for-one deal. They're getting them to to knock up online stories, stories for print, shoot photos if I'm not around, shoot video wow. uh, and, and live stream as well. So, you know, like, they're, they're, I don't think... Yeah, they're, they're some very, very talented people that There's I work been a, with. 
huge shift in the last few years for these guys. Yeah. Not If they haven't lost their job, then they're doing, as you said, four people's jobs. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, which, yeah. you know, like maybe, like maybe in some ways that had to happen um, for the industry to work because citizen journalism is, is so huge. People telling mm. stories with their Insta stories and people watching the news sure. through Reddit or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, so with the changes, is, you know, I think long-term is going to be a good thing, but it's, yeah. man, it's been devastating for it such a It has been extremely devastating, group. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I can't talk about that too much because I don't necessarily have any first-hand experience. I can only talk about my experience in the last yeah, three yeah. months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I work with some very talented people who are multi-skilled and, and you know, they're, they're having to pivot even now. Um, but yeah, also I, I, I want to tell stories, continue to tell stories. And right now that's photographically um, and also with words and with moving image. And the, the more I can experience, the more I can get, you know, any experience in, the, the happier I am. And I think the stronger as an artist for that as well. So yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's a very cool job. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm very surprised. Yeah. I'm so pleased for you. Um, Thanks, mate. you know, uh, you just, you got a fabulous outlook on life and, um, yeah. uh, I think everyone needs to take a little bit of, of a breather like, like you done and take those risks you've taken too. Uh, they're huge. Um, yeah, I like, and it's great that you credit luck because it's there, but there's also mm. a lot of damn hard work and willing to take a risk. Your parents mm. and your family are so supportive mm. um, and all your friends and that. It's mm. it's a good reflection on, on who you are. It's a great little machine you got going there. <laughs> um, so, look, I'm going to let you be. Um, thanks, uh, mate. And, hey, thanks. Uh, I'd love to um, see what you're shooting. So you, will you put that out on, um, on your Insta or what are you allowed to do with your work? Uh, effectively, I'm, I'm allowed to share my work for my own personal usage, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I, I use stories a lot. Um, some of it, the portfolio stuff will go to my website. Um, but apart from that, you, you'd probably see my images without even realizing it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's all across the, the network. Wonderful. And what's the paper you're working for? Uh, the NT News, the, oh, uh, the one... Yeah, the, the the one that um everyone knows for their for their front pages. Awesome so front pages. Like that's the one. Yeah. Like what a great what a what a great leeway those guys have up there. Um, yeah. Spectacular stuff. I mean, Media Watch always had a a, a great time with the with the cover. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good on um, you. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and the the, the people I work with are professional. They're doing hard hitting journalism, but also that you know that. They realise that in the Darwin, and we're all very, very lucky to to live where we live and the lifestyle up here, and the people are, you know, and they they don't mind taking the piss out of themselves at the same time. So you know, it doesn't take long when you're up there to realise that it's that's what's happening. It's yeah. For the rest of Australia, who are like oh, whatever, yeah. you go up there, you go, oh, I, yeah, I see what the I see what the deal is now. Yeah, like, it was, this is it. Too hot to take any anything seriously up here, to be honest. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, mate, we'll catch up with you some other time. Um, thank you. Um, uh, thank you so really much for your time. Honoured for the chat, mate, anytime. Yes, we love it. So well. Three, two, one. No, it doesn't do anything. Given it doesn't that do anything, we use the magic software and it just goes... So what did you think of Shay's interview? 
If it's a good interview. <laughs> you're waving me down. No, no, Look, hot, yeah, he's hot because he's hot. Because he's hot. Hey, settle down, you fucking. Hey, fucking hell. You're a very rude man. That's yeah, why I married cool. you. Um, how, yeah, how, how look. wonderful. And, and Darwin and, you know. And that crazy newspaper. Why are we here? Well, you know. Why? What the Turns hell? out you should have had your phone on airplane mode. Correct. Because well, you had on Dinner called us and James Sage called us. James Sage called us and all the people called us and then it fucked up the whole So hang on, what were we thing. talking about? We probably should have played back to where we were. <laughs> so His uh, exhibition. His exhibition. Oh, uh, yeah. That was really cool, wasn't it? I reckon the coolest bit about the exhibition was the the tent. Oh, I said, yeah, totally. And the thing, yeah, where you climb underneath yeah. into his red tent yeah. and he plays sound that he recorded on a stormy night yeah, yeah. while he was living. Because he's in the tent for six months. You know. I love that sort of stuff in art, that kind of interactive, not fixed, here is paint on a page. I love that stuff. It's my favourite thing, that kind of performancey aspect yeah. to stuff. It means that you, the work is more than just looking at the pictures. It's an experience to go and see the yeah, show. Yeah. And I think, you know, when, when designing and thinking about exhibitions, you, the opportunity is here now to consume the space in a totally different way to immerse mm. the viewer. And it means that you've got to go and see the show. You mm. can't just, oh, yeah, nice work. You've got to turn up and... and well, when are we going to do that again? Oh, yeah, good point. COVID-19, huh? I mean, that's, I think, what's interesting is, like, I think what I'm hearing from photographers is a real mix of stuff. Like, there's there's people who are like, it's all over, fuck it, I'm just going to shut it down. And they're all, like, can't see anything good and they're feeling pretty desperate and I feel for them yeah. a lot because I think that, I think if they just give it a minute and just, just hang on for a second. Don't like crash and burn everything. It'll come back. But I think then there are a whole lot of other people who are like, right, this is what I'm going to do. I keep hitting this fucking mic. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, send out all of these people that never ordered an album. I'm going to send out this thing and I'm going to offer this product and this other idea and this thing and then do this kind of shoot like that. We talked about last week the, yeah, the, the shoot porch, the porch portraits. porch portraits, which is genius. So it's it's hard. I think everybody's in a different pro, like in a different time of like mourning. Yeah, different stages. Yeah, it's different stages, and I think the you know the problem is is when people mash it up, and the people who are going down are telling everyone that, like they're feeling down. They're saying, oh, you know, making people feel. And the people are going up, annoying people that are going down. Like, it's just tough and we've all got to be Yeah, kinder. I mean, it's like it's you and kind. I. Like, I'm the depressive, anxious, fucking lunatic. And so, and when you don't give me the validation that I require for my misery because you're all Mr. Bricky Pants, then I get, like, more miserable. Yeah. So, so, so you have to validate. You have when to be somebody's kind. miserable, you have to go, yeah, fuck, that is awful. And not try and fix it. Don't try and fix it. Yeah. Rule number 347 so is learned, being like a husband. I last year. You do not really? Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. 20 years of marriage 25 years we've been with you and you bloody only worked that out. That's right. So you don't try and fix it. You just try and listen and go, that is awful. Yeah. And then if at some point they come back and they kind of go, oh, I'm starting to see some wood for the trees, blah, 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 then you can talk about how things might get better. So I think I remember what we were talking about before the phone call with about Shay. 
Yeah. We're talking about photographers who are getting a, a job to supplement their photography yes. love. Now, Shay's yeah. just gone and got a job in photography. Yeah. How many, who, who gets a job in photography? Nobody gets a job days? in photography. That's there's, not a thing. There's no photograph. Like tenure job, at university. Job. So here's this dude who just walked into or answered a call for a job and is a photojournalist now. And yeah. I think this is not his first love being a photojournalist, but he's loving it. But there is also something to be said for f- jobs that are completely nothing to do with photography as well to back up your oh, photography. And, and they give you the headspace to not worry about making a living. And that's what he said, that the stress levels now are so much less than they used to be because he's got that. paycheck. Yeah, exactly. And so then the ability to create something that's like, you know, I've known photographers who are teachers and doctors and whatever, whatever, and they do this thing on the side and they do it exactly how they want to do it so that they're not having to compromise for this kind of ego-driven dream of being like big swinging dick photographer with BMW and it's all paid for for, by photography. I mean, yeah, sure, that's fucking lovely. It doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't, and it doesn't exist. It certainly doesn't exist anymore without massive compromise. Because in the middle yeah. is a fuck ton of money and work, but you've got to love that middle. And most artists don't. You know, Kmart. There's not many fashion designers going. Oh, I cannot wait to get into Kmart. Like that's not a thing. No. So I don't know. I brought it all down because I'm having a down day because I did the fucking supermarket so shopping. So let, let me ask you a a. a down question. Oh, are you even capable of it? I am, I am. Hang. What colour is the black box flight record in planes that they go to when the plane goes smash and dies and everyone crashes? What, it's got to be colour? black. It's orange, oh, which is fuck me dead. our... Oh, no, and I didn't wear anything orange. You have orange. Look at me in my depressive fucking outfit of grey. Bloody drag myself out of the misery. Orange. Orange. Your glasses are gold, which we'll call orange. No, you're fucking scraping the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) Hey, mate. We'll call that orange. All right, Dad, read us the orange. Okay. Ask this, answer me this, riddle me this. What came first, the fruit? Or the name colour orange. Is it orange? An orange? Oh. Ah. Mm. 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 Thanks, Cassia St. Clair, what she's thinking for writing this. I article. hereby say that it was the fruit. Yes. First cultivated in China. Spread west. All the good shit. I know. Except for <laughs> Oh, God. How did we walk into that? Yes, I know. Um, Let's pretend we so, didn't say that. Should I cut that so bit out? what is the most expensive spice? And we're not talking about Jerry Halliwell. Saffron. Saffron. Guess what the colour it is? Orange. Awesome. How about that? I can't believe you brought up a spice. Who is... Okay, let's talk about... Um, let's talk about... Let's talk about... Have you got anything in there let's about, about the, ginger. Indians, the Indians and the... The marigold orange? Oh, there's a heap of that in here, but I, I, I haven't picked that out as something to talk about. Yeah, well, because I'm going to go to India. I like, know. Let's talk about maybe. ginger. Who, who's the most favourite G- most favorite ginger? Julia Gillard. Prime ah! <laughs> That's oh, your favourite ginger. And you know what? They're about as um as, as populous in the world as blondes are too. So redheads what? are about. Yeah, very similar. The thing is, yeah, but nobody dyes their hair no, to be redheaded. Well, very well, you know, maybe some do. How about this? This is one of the things I like. You know, the there is an orange color called minimum. Let me really? just make sure I get this printed. It's called, and it's one of the. Is it really called minimum? Sorry, 
Minium. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> and it was one of the original oranges, right? And mm. it was used in illuminating scriptures. You know the, that dudes yeah, that ride along yeah, the monks that ride on the shit. edge? Yep. So, so here's a little bit interesting. Scribes would first copy the text, leaving space for the paintings, the illuminations. Yeah. And then a team of artists would have begun their work. If the team that worked on the volume was large enough, it would have been the sole responsibility of one person to add the capitals, headings, and pilcrows in a particular shade of orange-red, so bright that they leapt off the page. Oh. The pigment that used was called minium. The person who worked on it was called a miniator, and their work... A miniator! And their work, an <laughs> eye-catching symbol or heading a manus- manuscript, was called a mini- miniatura. I the origin be a of the word miniature, which <sighs> in its original sense did not mean small at all. It was actually the big thing on the page. So... Minium was used extensively in manuscript illumination during the Middle Ages and use of it only gradually died out as vermilion became more readily available mm. through the 11th century. Oh. How about that? So and do we have one? Oh, yeah. Here's, here's my You're flying through this book, boy. What, is, what are you going to do? We're, we're only four episodes in. You're oh, halfway we'll through the fucking thing. book afterwards. Did you know that nude is a colour? It's well, a fashion. There's dude, a right? poli- there's some political issues around that. Nude's a colour, right? Well, nude bras, sure. nude lipstick. Whoever's what... nude when we reference the nudity. Well, that's right. Because so, you know. So what I came across in this wonderful book, and then I've dug down as you do. Yeah. Um, the artist Angelica Das, in since 2012, has been photographing people without clothes on from the top up, so it's not, you know. It's Full nudity, it's just, you know, top up. And then as the background, she's been choosing the Pantone colour that represents their skin colour. So they're standing in front of the Pantone. So I'm going to show you here on my Google. Are we including that? Oh, yeah. And so what it actually shows, and the idea is she's trying to minimise the idea of what's white and black and what's, you know, what are the different, what are the, the colours? She's showing the, the intense variation that skin tone actually is. Yeah. So, and and that's her project. And, it's and you see, fabulous. because if you actually draw, like if you're taught how to draw a face, right, yeah. you don't get the, this is the skin colour and colour it in. Yeah, that's right. So when you draw a face with colour pencils, for example, or watercolour or whatever, you're using a thousand different other colours, purples and blues and greens and oranges and all sorts of stuff to actually build up the texture and the, vibrancy of a face because there's all this reflection and stuff that's coming into the room that yeah because it's light skin yeah. is typically reflective and reflects of the light yeah that's falling and on. it creates depth and interest and yeah. everything else and i mean that's kind of the opposite of what she's done here she's minimized well, their skin tone down to one thing in the she background. has but if you look at each portrait or any portrait you'll find there's very to- varying tones through there she might be just using a like a sample of the average. I mean, you can yeah. do that digitally. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful project. I don't know. Angelica's. If I see Pantone applied to one more fucking thing, I'm going to lose my mind. You, do you like it on the mug where it's... Yeah, whatever. I mean, Pantone was used for an actual reason in the printing industry and now it's just some fucking marketing bullshit. So I thought you were really going to like this moment of... Yeah, I know, because of the fucking Pantone. I'm a graphic designer. I use Pantone for its really tinted so use, not for a fucking coffee cup. Who's the dude who puts the red on the bottom of shoes. Is it Louboutin? Yeah, I think so. So he did a red... I don't have $1,200 for a pair of shoes. We Actually, can we have that in the budget for the... No. I could... So just he, for today's episode, I think I should have that he to show people. He released a range of shoes that were the different kinds of 
nude, like five different colours yes. of, which I thought was really cool. That, so that yeah, fits within this whole sort of thing. Fucking afford them. So that was did, your moment of colour. Did you see? Didn't he patent the the red? I don't know, it doesn't say it in there. It might okay. be in the red thing. Well. So um, thanks to Cassie St. Clair for her beautiful book, Secret Life. You don't Cult. have your time thing to look at now. Thanks to You're freaking out, aren't you? No, I'm fine. Because you don't know how many minutes we've got left. Thanks to Gavin <laughs> Thanks to Gavin Blake for the of the Centre for Creative Photography. Why are we thinking for Gavin? Pointing me at the book. Oh, are we finished with the book? We're not finished with no, the book. No, but pointing me at the book. I just want to pass out the thanks for this oh, episode. Oh, you're so generous, darling. Thanks to you listeners for listening. What are we having for dinner tonight? I think we should have, at the end of each one of our episodes, what are we going to eat for dinner tonight? Because I can tell you there's a lot of people out there right now going, what the fuck am I going to eat for dinner tonight? We're all sick of it. Leftovers. No, we're not. I'm the cook, dickhead. You're not cooking. People don't need to listen to this. No, I think they want to hear it. I I think they want to hear what we're having. We are having green chicken curry. Oh, that sounds awesome. And I bought proper... The Asian basilic stuff and the, the lemongrass. and can, the can we watch Contagion? Contagion. No, I don't know if I can handle Contagion. I think I need the gay shows. Weren't we going to talk about the gay shows? Yeah. Well, we We're we, going to have to do that we'll, another time. We'll watch some fashion shows perhaps. That will be nice and sweet. Fashion What's shows. What's our favourite fashion show at the moment? Uh, making the Cut making with the your cut. girlfriend. Heidi your Klum. Your fucking girlfriend. Couldn't be more opposite to me if you tried. Heidi Klum. Bloody blonde bimbo. Heidi, Heidi, Whatever. Heidi, Heidi. All right. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. See you.